hey everybody it's justin here with the b2b vault the payment technology podcast with the host alan copelman we're providing educational information about business payments fintech and the technology businesses need in today's world in today's episode we'll be talking about how to protect your e-commerce business and here you go the host alan copelman hey everybody alan here with justin a little bit of a new new style on the setup coming into the podcast so let's get into it so today's episode we're talking about e-commerce for your business we're going to talk about online payments security fraud prevention this is a really sensitive subject right now and there's been a, quite a few articles in the news about this and i think business owners need to be aware of you know what they need to do to protect their business so what are the basics that go on with an e-commerce business and e-commerce is growing ever since the the pandemic started two years ago e-commerce is is getting bigger and bigger plus you know ways to order online get your product delivered locally order online pick up curbside order online pick up in store you know all of these things are growing and those things are all e-commerce it's growing for food businesses regular retail stores everything you know and, and even you know a lot of businesses are starting to figure out like how to deliver you know locally and linking up with like local delivery services so they could deliver locally to their customers you know so what are the basics that you need you need a gateway so you know you always have to make sure like how you're building your website which i always tell people you know start with your website what are you building you know is it wordpress you know i tell people they ask me questions all the time what should i do when i build my website i always suggest wordpress when if you use other services you're going to be locked into their um to their payment um meth their payment processing and then you might not be able to use their payment processing and that could cause you to use to pay extra fees so you always need to make sure you know like what kind of platform you're on and you know what you're getting from the platform you know then you got to configure your gateway have your gateway settings where you're configuring your velocity settings so somebody can't run a thousand transactions on with a robot through your site and cause you to pay a bunch of um, fees plus get a bunch of chargebacks possibly you know you need to make sure you have your fraud features configured with abs address verification cvv2 where you're getting the last three digits uh, from the credit card collecting an email address and all those different things that do fraud you know and uh you know your website needs to have an ssl certificate and the hosting company needs to be pci compliant we're going to talk about this more soon you know and you should check out like hey is the web host i'm using for my website pci compliant because there was just a whole big story in the news which we're going to come up to in another slide and you know your e-commerce page you know is it secure checkout so you know a lot of the integrations now allow you to use like a hosted page where that page where they're actually checking out is on the servers of the payment gateway this gives you better pci compliance that lowers your pci compliance like what you have to deal with right you don't have to worry so much that you have to get your 
web host scanned or something like that, and you're you're lessening your risk that you could get hacked. Okay, because when the customer's paying, they'll be on the payment gateways website, not on your website. So a lot of people, you know, I always recommend if you can using the hosted checkout page. You know, so and then you know WordPress. If you're using WordPress or whatever you know, uh, website software you're using, you got to make sure that you have security plugins. WordPress has, what are those security plugins? Uh, we typically, I, I like to use WordFence or they have security, uh, but there's tons of them, but those are the two, the most known. Yeah. WordFence. Yeah. You got to have, you got to have these things installed on your website, you know, and make sure you have an SSL certificate. A lot of people are starting to move to WordPress managed uh, hosting because those have PCI compliance. So what was in the news recently? A huge hack. Credit card don't, uh, data was stolen, you know, and so is your web hosting platform PCI compliance? There's It was in the news a lot. We put a link to the story in the video. It was on Wired, but you can just Google, you know, web host hacked. Um, you know, what happened was, you know, these, these, these hacks... How do they happen? You know, there's ransomware attacks going on. Identity theft is on the rise. Phishing attacks through email. Also phishing attacks through text messaging, SMS, and instant messengers. So how could, you know, these companies, they could get hacked really easy. Somebody sends an email and the unsuspecting receiver of the email gets an email. Oh, your bank account has been compromised. Click here. And the next thing you know, you're downloading what do they call it? executable file mm -hmm. that's putting a keylogger into the system. And that's probably what happened at this web host. Somebody got in there by sending them some kind of malicious uh, malware through an email or an instant message that's being sent. There was also a been a lot of cases lately where people get a text message and it says, oh, there's a problem with your bank account, log in now. Mm -hmm. And you're clicking a button and they're making a guess like, oh, they're making a guess like, oh, you maybe you bank at Bank of America. They pick the big banks like Bank of America, Chase, Citibank, Wells Fargo, you know, BB&T, Truist, you know, they pick that. And then they just send out random text messages, these scammers. You click on it. You think you're logging into your bank and then the login doesn't work. Well, now the hacker just got the met, got a text message from you with your username and your password for your bank account. They go in there and they go sell themselves, you know, 500 bucks. Um, I really happy. Like I went on my Truist, which used to be BB&T today. I had to sell some money out and they said, oh, you added a new person. We got to send you a code. Then when I sent the money, I had to okay it with another code. Yeah, it was a little much, but hey, this way, you know, you know, you, you can't get, you know, that's going to prevent hacking. Um, you've seen attacks through Facebook Messenger I read about, another one through Telegram. Um, people have been getting ripped off on their crypto like that because now like really popular is like people doing these like NFT drops, right? And they go, oh, post your wallet, post your wallet. And then when you post your wallet, then they send you like an, a free NFT, maybe something that's not so good, you know, and they send you this free NFT, but now they have your information. Then they send you another one says, oh, log into your wallet, right? And it's a fake message. So you got to be really, really careful, these phishing attacks. And then they, you know, 
Um, we've gotten in applications where people are applying and we look, we say, see like, oh, the name of the business is, let's say, Bob's Air Conditioning. And the URL is bobsairac.com is the real website. Right. And then the person's using a Gmail. <laughs> That's the first clue right there. And then the phone number is not the phone number to the business. Right. So that's like the first clue right there. You know, you go and, the, you know, identity theft, bam. And, you know, done. Yeah, you got to monitor your credit. I tell every, we did a podcast about that a couple of weeks ago. You know, you, anybody, everybody, especially if you're a business owner, you should have credit karma. You know, you should be signed up for Experian. Credit karma is really good. Anytime they run a, someone runs a credit check, bam, they send you an email. Yeah. So it's important. I want to add on about the uh, e-commerce side of things too. If you're running a website, on WordPress, um, and you know you're selling stuff or you're selling your products. Make sure you're keeping your plugins, your theme, and WordPress as far as the content management system up to date, because my experience over the past ten years of hacked websites it comes from the lack of maintenance on the website. Oh, definitely. So yeah. like if you're not updating your website on a regular, start doing it now. Don't wait. Don't wait till it's too late because the next time you look at your site, you'll be looking at something that is not your website. We saw one the other day, remember? It had yep. all Chinese letters and the girl's website, you know, got ruined. We don't know what happened. It's back up now, but somebody who had a client, their website was totally ruined. Toast. Yeah, and then somehow they must have had a backup because yeah. they got the site backup. But if you didn't have a site back a backup, like a lot of people don't back up their site. So if you don't have a site backup and somebody goes in there because they maybe WordPress did an update because they got a caught a vulnerability. Like you get updates for your phone all the time, right? They want you to do that because there's some vulnerability that somebody has uh identified exactly so this way you know you don't get like the hackers but also make sure you're backing up your website you know i mean if you're so like alan's right so if you're gonna you know if you're gonna be uh before you update the site there's there's tons of plugins that you can download you don't have to have some expensive server, you know, wherever your website's hosted. Yeah, or you're using the managed WordPress, which yeah, gives I you mean, backups. If, but if you're not, you know, there's free stuff out there that you can install and you download the core files straight to your computer and then you update and then you're good to go. Like then if something does happen in the future, if it does get hacked, you have a file containing the, you know, the, the files that were not compromised. And you just upload that to your website and you're back up and running. Remember we had that situation? We helped out our client a couple months ago. They oh, didn't yeah. pay for their they didn't pay for their their uh web their uh website renewal right, right away. You know, the web the domain name. Yep. They didn't pay right away. So GoDaddy cut the cut the domain name from the website right and then they're calling us up oh the website doesn't work the website doesn't work and then we went round and round we found out that they didn't pay on time yep and they find they did pay but they paid after the you know the allotted go, time the, the well that wasn't they, they still saved they got their domain name back it didn't right. like disappear which i've seen that happen before too you know that didn't disappear 
but they didn't renew it on time. So it, it, they disconnected them from the website. Right. And then we, thank goodness, we use WordPress uh, managed, hosting. managed hosting and we we're able to, you know, they rehooked it up. We gave them the information and voila, we restored the website and then we had to do a few minor fixes. Updates. And yeah. Otherwise, it was big yeah, problem. we saved, saved, the, saved the day. You know, what other types of fraud prevention can you use in your e-commerce business? So there's 3D Secure which is basically like a widget you put on your checkout page and then it it authenticates. So you'll notice like when you go use your credit, when you go to your credit card company, they always ask you like you log in on your phone. Oh, is this a, is this a trusted device? And you say yes. And you go on your laptop. Is this a trusted device? And you say yes. So 3D Secure, the way that works is it's making sure like that your devices that are registered protects the merchant. But it also protects the cardholder because if they see the credit card sees uh, transactions coming from an unprotected device, right? That's not doesn't belong to me. Then they're going to question that transaction. And if it is from my device, then if you're using 3D Secure, it puts like a little check mark next to the transaction. And if the person tries to do a chargeback, the the card issuers they're responsible. The merchant never even finds out about it. AVS settings are important, making sure that all your transactions, when they come through, that they're AVS matches, CVV2 matches, which is the security digits, and shipping. This is a huge, huge problem. You know, we just had a client, they got a $3,000 chargeback, and um, they shipped some uh, products to a uh, mailbox store. And it was a total scam. Went back and looked at the transaction. The AVS wasn't the it had the address match, but there was no zip match and no CVV2 match. And they should have never shipped that out. And a lot of like bigger merchants, you know, they'll they they'll use software in the back in their back office that's like connected to like white pages or something like that, a service that will tell them like, oh, is this a home? Is this a business? Mm. And it'll identify, hey, that's a mailbox store. And if they see that, then they just like put that order on hold. What's a mailbox store for someone who doesn't know? Like a UPS store or like an office suite. P.O. box. PO, well, no, you can't ship to a P.O. box. They no. won't drop it off at the post office. No? No. But there are like stores set up where they just have mailboxes in them. They don't have anything oh, else. Oh, right, 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 right. It's just a mailbox store, literally like... I know we had a client. We have we have we still have that client. Like they have uh, self storage units, mm -hmm. and then in the lobby of the self storage units, they built a whole thing of mailboxes. That's for some some of the tenants use it, but they also will let people who are not tenants rent a mailbox there. So that's very dangerous to ship to that kind of location because. The person can come in anonymously. They rented the mailbox. They used a fake name. They, you know, and all that. You know, you can catch the B two B Vault podcast on all the popular podcast networks. We recently were added to Pandora and Amazon Music. It's really exciting. Every week, you know, we'll get emails from different um, podcast networks. Oh, we added your podcast, so that's really cool, and we hope. You know, you find us on your favorite podcast network or want to watch the video, hit YouTube and connect with us on social media. Um, 
you know, so we talked about, you know, secure, you know, securing your website and your social media, making sure you have like good passwords on there where you can, you know, have uh, two factor authentication, like your domain accounts, you should have like ones you want to keep, you know, like the domains you, you want to keep, you should have them on auto renewal, make sure you have a good credit card on there. And also, you know, when you register them, some people will set the domain to private, you have to pay extra, you know, and you also have to make sure you renew, you get emails like once a year from ICANN and they always want you to go on their website and ICANN is like the overseer of uh, web, website registrations, you know, mm -hmm. so you got to make sure, you know, everything is, you know, kosher on that and two-factor authentication. I know it's a pain in the butt, but <laughs> You got to You got to do it. It's a pain, but you got to do it. You know, making sure all your registrations are up to date. You know, a lot of people use, um, you know, we're not going to do a commercial for a password protection thing, but you know, I recently like got off of like the whole Google password thing and got a password program. That's much, much better. And well, you just throw their name out there. Yeah. LastPass. LastPass. LastPass is a great, you know, Chrome extension. You can download it. They got a paid, uh, a premium version of the plugin. Yeah, I mean, premium the, or the, you're the free or the paid. It literally saves you from trying to remember passwords. It has password generators. Uh, you can, it, it's really a useful tool and, and it's it'll tell you like oh change this password change that password when right you go to a site you have duplicate passwords it'll right it'll, know. it'll tell you to change it it's really cool program you know and then you know and you also got to make sure you're using the you know if you're using wordpress or whatever you're using to build your website that you're making sure that the security features are activated and that they're all up to date up to date. very 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 important you know one thing i get asked all the time so someone's starting a new business and the they show me their website and they go oh, this is a brand new business and then e-commerce business yeah e-commerce business and then you know i go to their website and i review the site so you know having being compliant on your website is important and a lot of Times merchants will say to me, oh, why do I need this? Why do I need that? I don't make the rules. You know, the card brands, they make the rules. The card brands and the banks, they want to see certain things on a website. So they want to see that you have terms and conditions. They want to see you have a privacy policy. They want to make sure you have a shipping policy. You know, and I tell people, like, put in your shipping policy. We don't ship to mailbox stores. They'll, that can just deter people from even trying to get that get you to do that okay your contact information is very important this can prevent chargebacks a lot you can prevent a lot of chargebacks by having your contact information the name of your company Something so basic. your dba your address your phone number your email address you know making sure when people what's your return policy 15 days, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. You know, I have merchants, they'll say, oh, I want to put a lifetime guarantee. I'm like, you know, what's your, you know, I ask them, I'd say, you know, what's your financial situation? You know, because, you know, could you withstand all of a sudden, let's say you sell a bunch of, you sell a bunch of product, let's say for a year, 
then some crazy news story comes out about a similar product to yours that there's some problem with and all of a sudden everybody wants to return the product you're gonna have you know you you're gonna run out you might run out of money <laughs> so you know this kind of things happen and you know you have to really be cognizant of what your return policy does it need to be in the original packaging are you going to accept it and it's not it's not in the original package is it what if it's open you know you're going to accept that if it's open maybe you're selling a product like you know a bot you know something that has liquid in it and somebody used it then are they going to can they return it if it's partially used? Some businesses, yes, some, you know, no, but you have to know what you're doing. You know, you're gonna have the customer write in and do a uh, return a return merchandise authorization and issue them a number. And this is a way so that you don't just get random packages in the mail and you don't know who they're from. You know, the, your policies need to be specific that you put on your website and they're there to protect you. Merchants go, why do I have to have that? So, well, come on. No, that's, you should, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess because we've been, I've been, you know, building sites for other e-commerce. It's just one of those things where you got to, you want to see a return policy. You got to see the shipping policy and whatever, you know, like those are just, I just feel like they're just standard. And if right? you're going to do a lot of business, you know, maybe you need a widget on there so that people can go back in and check on their order and see their tracking number and right. stuff like that to cut down on telephone calls you're getting, you know, and the world of e-commerce, like we talked about it, it's changing. So I'm going to talk a little, we're going to talk about, you know, payments on your site, credit card processing, you know, crypto acceptance is growing. You can accept crypto, get dollars in your bank account. We've done podcasts about that. A lot of people putting the PayPal Venmo on their site and then setting up accounts directly with them and setting up accounts directly with Google Pay and Apple Pay. So I'm just going to address this because we have a few merchants that decided that they're smarter than I am. And they found out that Alan gave them like really good advice, but they didn't follow it. So they put PayPal on, you know, PayPal checkout on their site. They put the Venmo checkout on their site. They put Google Pay and Apple Pay. And then, you know, they circumvented because, you know, they, so that's not running through the merchant account, right? So they found out, oh, they got chargebacks. So they get notified by the bank that there's a chargeback. The person pay with Google Pay. Guess what? There's no login to Google Pay that goes and tells you who that person was what yeah they found it out and the apple pay the same way there's no and the same thing with venmo these are not set up for you to that you are not capturing like the data that's crazy yeah and i don't know if it's a setup in the you know the website the way the website is say there must be a configuration that they're not no, would, it's not. I mean, I'm assuming because I don't, I don't, I, I don't think I've ever set up Google Pay on a website. Uh, yeah, it goes directly. The person just clicks a button on their phone, and that's it. They're not putting in their name, their address. They're not putting. You know, you have to. But you would think that in order to have a Google Pay account, that you would have to fill that type of. Yeah, but the merchant's not seeing it. Is my point. So the merchant. Right. No, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying it's got to be there. 
Right. Like the debt has got to be there. It's just uh, apparently the merchant doesn't have access to it. That is messed so up. So we had two clients, got a whole mess of chargebacks. Wow. All bunch of them were on uh, PayPal, Venmo. We don't know. We think it was Venmo, but they removed it from the site. They were like, no way. We can't do this. We lost, They lost already. One guy lost that $400 worth of chargebacks and another one lost over a thousand. I told them both not to do that. I says, you can configure Apple Pay and Google Pay on the gateway so people can use their Apple Pay and Google Pay, but it still runs through the merchant account. Why do they want them? Because they want it. Everybody thinks like they're going to use all these side apps, right? And like outsmart the government yeah, yeah, and not pay taxes. It's just you so know? stupid. It's just, you know, it's like I told you, we talked about this in another podcast. I walked into a business and I saw a list, on a list. The guy goes, oh, this is how you can pay me. Zell me, Venmo me with the phone number. At Cash at me at this name. I don't even know all the stuff. $2 that the guy bills. Had. Circle, this thing, that thing. The guy, there was a whole list going down i was like dude what is that and the guy's like oh yeah he goes you know you know i take yen yeah i don't know <laughs> but i'm just saying like you know you gotta you gotta think this out because when you're doing some volume and you're running these third-party apps one how are you going to do all your accounting right right so you're going to be getting money in from all over the place then when you get a charge back you're going out what are you doing you're searching through everything and you go Boom, there's no info. Gone. The info is poof gone because these things are not set up to do business to business transactions. They're really set. They were really all set yeah, up yeah. to do P2P. Like, oh, you go to the movies and my friend doesn't have money on them. So you paid for your friend to go to the movies 20 bucks. And then he goes home and he poof, he Venmo's you 20 or he Zells you 20 bucks to pay you back or whatever it was. You you, you went to dinner and Somebody forgot their wallet and you covered them. And then that's what it's set up for. It's not set up to be doing all this e-commerce stuff that everybody's doing. It's very dangerous. I feel like I'm a part of the problem because I've definitely was helping people set that up that way back in the day. Oh, Rocky um, doesn't like it either, right, no. Rocky? You don't like those third-party yeah, apps. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, there's no reason to go around it. You know, set up a merchant account, do it the right way the first time, and, you know. The make fees the money. are the same because now those companies, they got cracked down on by the government. They have to issue 1099s. So now, like, people are getting letters. Hey, you're taking a lot of Venmo. Oh, you need to get a business account. Oh, you're taking a lot of Apple Pay. Right. You need to get a business account. So those days are over where you can, like, skirt alongside of that. And then they're going, oh, well, you're going to have to pay fees. And then. It's a big, big surprise for the merchant. So thanks for listening to today's podcast about e-commerce and your business. Um, you know, if you don't have a website, I think everybody, every business today needs to get a website. It's really, really, really important um, to get a website. Check out, you know, if you want to find out more about e-commerce, you can visit mpsbank.com. We have download on the download page. I think we have something. We also have a page set up talks about e-commerce gateways, integrations, everything crypto. you want to know about e-commerce. You can find out about cryptocurrency and adding that onto your website. It's another way. Listen, cryptocurrency is going to be the it's it's a new revenue stream for businesses. If you're not taking it now, you will be taking it a year from now. But you can hop on the train now 
and take e-commerce, take uh, cryptocurrency on your e-commerce website. We work with all types of business. So you pay with crypto, you get dollars in your bank account. It's a dollar to dollar, dollar to dollar equivalency. So the transaction's a hundred, you get a hundred. You know, you have to pay a fee, but you get a hundred or you could add the fee to the customer. So thanks for listening to B2B Vault today. Everybody have a great day. Carpe diem. Me and Justin are out. Watch out for more episodes. Peace.